Your move, creep. Wish me luck, Freezer. You go, Ben Coco. Dino DNA. Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. It's the only thing I know how to do. It's a good-looking boy. I'm a member of the Imperial Senate. That's right, Lord! Welcome to Earth. You crossed the line. You know, that's just like, uh... Your opinion, man. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Retrograde. I'm your host, George Montoya. I'm here with Austin. That's me. And this is where we review past films. We talk about them. We, we talk about their impact and what we felt about them back then and how we feel about them now. And this week, we're going to be talking about Independence Day. Independence Day, 1996, directed by Roland Emmerich. And... I love this film. I I think it's fantastic. And I know Austin is on the opposite side of how I feel. I kind of hate this movie. And that's why we're going to be talking about it. I'm going to try yeah. to see if I can persuade Austin to jump over to the light side. <laughs> the light side. Get out of here. He is he is a resilient man. Hey man I'm, I have an open mind. You, you, you know what you are. I feel like you're going to be resilient about this movie though. But this film is it's from 1996 it's an alien invasion film and i think it's one of the one of the top alien invasion films of all time i think it's got everything it's got heart it's got action it's got drama and it is cheesy what do you remember about independence day like what are the scenes that like stick out to you um most of the film actually i it's a film that i revisit I oh, saw this do you watch it every every year uh at least once a year um so it's <laughs> on it's, independence day on july 4th i did that for a while but then i stopped i started watching born on the 4th of july that's like the complete opposite yeah like political spectrum absolutely but <laughs> but it because it got a little repetition it's like i'm gonna change it up but then uh so now I'm, and besides i'm on my tom cruise role still so but independence day is a film i check out at least once a year and i've always loved this movie i remember being a kid watching this movie and loving it and I remember thinking, man, this feels a lot like Star Wars. Um, mm. And because I just, like the the air to air like space, well, I guess they're not really spaceships, but like the, the air to air combat the, that feels similar. You've got a uh, you've got a group of characters that each have their own stories, and and yeah. you know it's you have the giant threat. The aliens are basically the Empire, and you know there's no ambiguity. They are here to destroy us. The Death Star. We are here to destroy planets and i i remember as a kid thinking like this feels so much like star wars it's it's still lighthearted, but it still has this like end of the world kind of feel to it something that marvel does very well now but as a kid i totally loved it and i was always scared because of the aliens um and there was will smith just cradling me like it's okay like don't worry i'm gonna knock this knock this alien out and i was like oh this welcome feels to earth they, and he punches it. <laughs> and I always, and it was always great. The images were lodged into my brain. But unlike RoboCop, which we talked about last time, this one wasn't traumatizing. This was very like, like this, like from the first, I enjoyed it. And ever since then, it's kind of had this nostalgic flair to it where it's just like, oh, this feels nice. And this is good. Whereas RoboCop was just like, I had nightmares because of that particular scene that we <laughs> talked about. When, would, when, uh, when did you watch it? I want to know more about you because you dislike the movie and I, I want to understand why. I'm Dr. I'm, Phil. Tell me. <laughs> I'm Dr. Phil right now. Tell me about the first time you saw in the pun that's I think so I, it must have been on like Blockbuster and um, Hollywood video days where we rented it. And I remember 
also watching Mars Attacks. And I loved Mars Attacks. How does Mars Attacks and Independence Day come out in the same year within a few months of each other? But Mars Attacks is like making fun of movies like this, you know? I thought like as a society, like we've moved past movies like this, like super patriotic. His stupid speech, man. That like, speech is iconic. I remember Mars Attacks like so much more than uh, Independence Day. I don't know. I was like already over it, over movies like this when I watched this movie, which is weird because I was a little kid. Fair enough. And I think and I think that's one of the uh, and here's the thing. I love this movie. I understand where it lands on the spectrum. I think I love this movie a lot because I'm not. And the thing is, I'm not over the alien invasion. While I can appreciate the satirical take on it and kind of the, the comedic version of it, where it's just like, you know, we're just making fun of this stuff. I think what, what separates Independence Day for me is that it's it's self-aware enough, but it takes itself serious, where you can have Bill Pullman give that awesome speech at the end, where, you know what, Eva's like, man, if I, look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a pussy, mm -hmm. but if I was in that crowd, like in that scenario, while Bill Pullman's giving me that speech, shit, I'm gonna get on that jet. I might die, but I'm like, you know <laughs> what, this man persuaded me. Um... But it's so it takes those moments seriously. But then it has things where it's like, "Welcome to Earth," and then like when uh, what what uh, what is the 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 alcoholic pilot? What's his name? Ah, Randy Quaid. Uh, Randy Quaid. Yes, yes. When Randy Quaid, he's like the guy that says he's abducted by aliens, right? He no. Well, they everyone thinks he's crazy because they don't think yeah. he's telling the truth. But then he is, and at the end, he like. Hello, aliens. Hello, um, boys. I'm back. Exactly. Yep. And then I like that part. And then you have Will Smith and you have all these. It's so cheesy, but it's so. Like, it's like, what's his name? Uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad character in that movie. Oh, Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch. Yeah. My David. <laughs> no, <laughs> and he, he's so like. He just his rambles are so funny, and he, he plays so well off Jeff Goldblum that you really believe that they're. Like, I could see them being father and son, and he and Jeff Goldblum's basically the manic. Bill Pullman's like the stoic leader, trying to bring everyone together. Will Smith is just the guy who's got a job, and he he wants to be a pilot. He wants to work for NASA, but he can't. Oh, it's and then he at the end he does go to space. It's just oh, it's just all around. And what I like about this movie is that. It's it's it does all these supporting characters really well. Where each of them, you're rooting for them. You do you care about them. You you know you're given just enough. Yeah, it it's definitely like an, an ensemble cast movie. It's it's a, I think Roland Emmerich tends to make movies with these big casts. I think you're absolutely right, and I think he has not been able to recapture. He hasn't been able to do it the same way as well. Mm. Even I think he's aware, like, I just can't do it because everyone in that cast was so great. They bounced off of each other. Everyone had a specific way of talking and their, their characteristics were so well established that you immediately knew, oh, Jeff Goldblum, smart guy, but a little jittery. His dad, typical father, kind of Jewish guy. You know? Kind of Jewish. <laughs> you know, he... This so stereotypical. Absolutely. And... But I don't think it's stereotypical to the to, to be offensive. I think it's more like no. I think it's more it's, like you 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 could see him being a real life father figure, and yeah, you could see all of these people 
like like real like real people. But they who's the guy that like? There's another guy who's like running with the phone under the desk when during the attacks. Oh, uh, his boss. He he has the voice right like the. Oh yeah. My, oh my God. I need to yes. talk. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> that's David's boss, Jeff Goldblum's boss. Um, I like. I like those guys. I like those characters. Yeah, they, and they, and you know, he has a small part. He he dies. Spoilers, I guess. For I don't even remember. And it's finally like, oh my god! But he, <laughs> that little, even that little voice thing, you kind of, it's the, the way he's like, I gotta call my mother. Oh no, I gotta call my psychologist or my my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta call my therapist. I do, I do like that character. That, he, that was pretty good. He tries to do this ensemble thing, and it works here. He's tried it in other films. I think his the the the, the film he did it as close as good was like the day after tomorrow, which I'm not sure if you saw. Um, I did not see. I I that's another thing is I don't like disaster movies mm. uh, unless the thing causing the disaster has a face. Maybe that's why I don't like this movie. It's because it's like a, like the spectacle of like this mass destruction without really meaning anything. I I disagree. I well okay. We'll we'll get to the review part when we rewatch it. I and mean, that's just what I remember. Yeah. Like because yeah. what I remember about this movie is the White House blowing up. Iconic. The the guy flying into the mothership. Welcome to Earth. Punch. The dumb speech that ends with our Independence Day because this attack or like the final thing happens on July fourth. Mm-hmm. which is the American Independence Day. But he's trying to make it like this global thing. But I don't remember anybody aside from the American characters. They have a quick montage, but they don't have uh, as worldly as a, as a cast. They don't really show off mm-hmm. what how the, other, how the rest of the world reacts to this. Because like in um, Pacific Rim, it's a sim- similar concept, but you see that this is an international like response to this extraterrestrial threat. But in Independence Day, like his speech kind of makes it seem like all the worlds are coming together, but they're not. You, you're absolutely right. It is a very American point of view. I mean, with the name Independence Day, and it's and the yeah. and the abbreviation was ID four. ID four. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally got this American gun ho thing. But uh, mm. and, and you're right. I would have actually. I, well, we could talk about that later. But let's talk about some of the things. It was directed by Roland Emmerich. It was written by Den- Dean Devlin. Oh my. God, this guy. Why? What happened? Have you seen uh, Bad Samaritan? Oh, no. <gasps> he he worked on this? On that? He directed that movie. With uh, David that Tennant? That was his movie. Oh, David Tennant. My. Just unhinged David Tennant. He he was the director of Geostorm. Geostorm? I, oh, my God. Yeah, he, he does movie. not have... Uh, a lot of good movies under his belt but he but some of his earlier stuff is pretty pretty great it's stargate okay i this might be a hot take but i don't think stargate's that good either really i think like the the like egyptian alien imagery right was kind of cool but i liked it better in fifth element Oh, oh, that's another film that we're going to we're going to have to say for another time cuz we yeah we've got i'm we've got opinions about it <laughs> Do you not like Fifth Element? I do, but uh, it's definitely one of those. You don't films. love it. As a kid, I loved it, but growing up, I'm like, ooh, uh. the problems are have been. The thing with Fifth Element is, I loved it as a kid, but the mm. more that movie's gone on, the more problems I see in it. Whereas with Independence mm. Day, I still see it in those those pink 
shaded glasses where I'm like, I still, I still love you. Yeah. I still, you're still great. And I'll defend you to the day I die. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Maybe my mind will change. Maybe it's, I, I think, I think you could enjoy it if you embrace the, the cheesiness of it. But, um, well, I want to talk a bit, little bit of, cause this film was a huge deal. Huge hit. This was, I mean, it was, so, made in 1996, um, they had a budget of $75 million, which, uh, which is, which is huge. I, it's, you know, it's a big budget. Doesn't seem like it now, but, uh, adjusted for inflation, it's huge. And then you look at, uh, the, the box office, it was, it almost reached a billion, it hit $817.4 million. Do you know why? Why? Well... Apparently, the marketing for this movie was like super high. It's higher than most movies are. Like they spent a million dollars to drop that um, Super Bowl commercial, and then there was like a a licensing deal with Fox and Apple Inc. The Power to Save the World campaign used footage of David using a PowerBook laptop to like. You know how he uses the computer to hack into like the mothership or whatever. So there was like ads with David using a power book. <laughs> when you've got just 28 minutes to save the entire planet, the clock is ticking. You better hope you got the right computer. So they spent a lot of money on marketing, but it worked. It worked. It did. And they, and I mean, and you have to also think about, this is like Will Smith at the height of his power. You know, this is like just a few years from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You've got Jeff Goldblum, who's still coming off the success of um, Jurassic Park. 93. Yeah, three years afterwards, but he's still hot. Yeah, hot enough to star in the the second Jurassic Park. Exactly. (laughs) So you, so you've got a formula and you've got this, I mean, alien sci-fi you've got this recipe for something that was truly going to make a a big imprint and it did i mean even Mm. time magazine you know uh did a whole article about it and you could see the alien and i'm just like this film left an impression um here's the thing they they basically just told people to watch it they spent a lot of money on this movie just telling people to watch it yeah, that's marketing. Yeah, but like these things that we remember from the movie are all part of the marketing campaign. Yes, correct. They did do like that image of the White House being destroyed is like that is people know that. Yeah. But I think I think what's wonderful is that you could you can remember these moments, but they also I think that the way Roland directs it, I think it's a very I think it would have stand on its own. I think the the marketing just amplified it more i was just gonna say like i wish that i could find or we could find like an actual breakdown of the amount of money spent on marketing compared to like other blockbuster movies around the same time you know i'm actually curious if, I, I, i'd like to look into that i'd like to see if we yeah. find anything about that i think uh yeah i think we should do that for like after you know, like the second part of the episode. Yeah. Well, try try to find some numbers. Yeah, and, and compare it to other movies. Mm-hmm. I I'm definitely curious to see because I mean, seventy five million is a lot, man. They really went all in on this. But I yeah, but guess, it but it clearly guess the budget of of Mars Attacks ten fifty million seventy. So Mars Attacks was seventy seventy million. 
Yeah. It did not make that money back at all. No, it did not. The The marketing budget was like 30 or no, 20 million. So it was, it made a hundred million, right? At the box office, it barely made anything. It didn't, it didn't make anything. What? Yeah. And like this new, that movie had been like written and like, it was already being developed before Independence Day was even a thing. Man. What? That is insane. Yeah, I, and I, I don't, I don't think the special effects in Independence Day are that good. No, well, no, I disagree. I like I, so like ninety six is Independence Day. When was Armageddon ninety eight? Armageddon yeah, was ninety eight. Yeah, the special effects in that movie look so much better. Only two year difference. I think I just I yeah. think the it, I think the effects from Independence Day they, they have aged. Uh, yeah, I mean, like they of course they age, but like relative to the time to like the technology available to like the the standard i think they were kind of low i'm curious to see what reviews talk about when they when they look at the the uh, at the visual effects i know that somebody said that they barely look better than star wars <laughs> oh, oh man someone said that yeah oh man uh i'm looking at the mars attacks numbers but yeah i barely 100 million yeah it, and it, it came out after Independence Day, like this massive like monster hit. People are going to look at this as like, oh, this is trying to rip off Independence Day, you know? Because that's how people think movies happen. <laughs> you know what? I'm definitely going to rewatch Independence Day, obviously. But uh, I'm also going to watch Mars Attacks because now you got me curious. I'm definitely came same, came same out, same year. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm. I'm. You said like seventy million. That totally blew my. That I. Was, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, crazy that the, the fact, budget for both of these movies was the same. But it's interesting because I me mean, look. If I'm an exact, I'm going balls in on Independence Day. It's a. It's a film for a broad audience, sci-fi fans, alien fans. You know, it's got a great cast. I'm like, you know what? Script is funny enough, dramatic enough. Fuck it. Yeah, let's go. Let's go balls in. How much does it cost for a Super Bowl? Fuck it. I don't care. Let's do it. But <laughs> Mars attacks. What the guy that did Ed Wood? He wants seventy mil. Who? Okay, that's a. Re- I mean, look, no, no, good, on, good on Tim Burton. I, I'm not hating. No disrespect. I, I, I appreciate. I and I'm gonna rewatch it. And I appreciate that a mm-hmm. studio was able to go and make that decision. But man, that didn't sound like a good investment. <laughs> I'm so, well, of course now, like you look back and see how much money it made. But but still though, um, I, I'd be like. Okay, um, look, Roland Emmerich, Stargate, Universal Soldier. Okay, fine. I could get, yeah. I could see this guy doing another action movie. Stargate, I'm a big fan. I, I get it. He's done the thing in the past. But Tim Burton, I mean, Ed Wood, he did uh, – this was before – this was pre-Batman, right? No, 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 no. No, this is after Batman. Yeah, Batman was 87. That's why, because he did Batman. Mm. And Batman made superheroes cool again. That is – ooh, now that – honestly, I think not letting him do a third Batman – was a big mistake, but giving that man seventy million for a alien satirical uh, parody, whatever, that might have been a bigger mistake. <laughs> I I don't know if seventy million dollars was like a lot for an action movie then. I'm checking the inflation right now. Okay, so seventy million dollars in 1996 equals one hundred and fourteen million dollars. That's like mm-hmm. a lot. Well, Twister came out in the same year, also a disaster movie. Uh, it was a ninety-two million dollar budget. 
That was an, oh, another mistake because they never made. I guarantee they didn't make their money back. Uh, they did. It was the second highest grossing movie of the year. Twister? 1996. Yeah, Twister. It was uh, Independence Day with $817 million, Then Twister with 494 Mission Impossible, The Rock, Hunchback, 101 Dalmatians, Ransom, Nutty Professor. Uh, Jerry Maguire came out that year, too. It's the year of Tom Cruise. Hey, man. That, hey, man. That's why I'm Tom Cruise all the way. You know, Tom Cruise for life. <laughs> Yo, what? That isn't. I did uh, not expect Twister yeah. to make. Yeah, it was a big year for disaster movies too. It kind of, kind of brought them back. Yeah, the next year, ninety-seven, Titanic, Ooh. Lost World. Ooh, Another. Titanic. Yeah, you're right. There is one other thing that I I found out about Independence Day. Do you remember Tex, the THX mascot looking guy? Um, He's like a like a, a handyman robot with like a jetpack and he fixes like the THX sign. Oh, uh sort of that sounds a little bit familiar. Hold on, I need a I, me- I need a reference. Do you remember uh like he has like that cow uh can and he dumps it and nothing happens, but then he fixes the THX sign. Then when he dumps it, you hear all the moves. Mhm. Yeah. The first time anyone ever saw him was during the opening of Independence Day. Really? Yeah, so like this movie gave us text. They saw how Pixar was doing it with that lamp and they're like, yo, we could do one better. Yeah, it was uh, actually John Lasseter who made the guy. I guess they all can't be winners, right, John? Man, I, looking at these stills from Independence Day, man, it looks pretty great. I feel like uh, they just pulled a Jedi mind trick on everybody and they just like told people to like it make people think that they like it so well it's, like it's it. funny because i feel like this movie is very if you hate it you hate it but if you love it you love it it's it very very rarely seems like people are in the middle i think that it's like it's a effect on like pop culture is like undeniable yes like yeah. this this movie was a big thing a big deal but i think it's kind of bad well i think you're wrong but you know what movie is is bad the the sequel resurgence I didn't even see that. Oof. I went, man, I was having a bad day that day. I was having a bad <laughs> you you I've told you the story. I told you the story. I was having a bad day. Look, man, it's a I'ma leave you listeners uh hanging because I, I can't go into how bad this day was, but it was a bad day and I was excited for Independence Day. The sequel to in I was I was excited for researchers. I'm like, sequel to that movie? Yes. Rolling them are coming back, perfect. And man, it was it was a pile of shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I am sorry, but it was bad. Why are you sorry? Because I, I don't know. I you feel bad for bagging on a movie. Yeah, I mean, look, I look, man. I I don't get I don't get off on talking shit about movies. You know, I mean, look, man. We mm-hmm. we both made films in the past, and we know that you oh, put yeah. your heart and soul into it, and sometimes it's just not always going to click. It's a, it's very risky to make movies, and you know, especially what we're doing now. Yeah. It's it's not not risk it's you know we're not risking anything except our time yeah except our time but you know you know roland emmerich i'm sure he's a nice guy and he put a lot of effort into resurgence but yeah so awesome well thank you guys for listening we'll be back after this little clip and we're going to talk about we're going to review independence day gonna get all up into it and then we're going to see if austin becomes a believer A, a believer or a fan of independence day a believer austin i don't know 
throw enough money at something, trick people into liking it. I don't, I don't want to believe in that. Austin, that is capitalism. And that is how the film industry works. And I am all in on it. I don't, <laughs> oh, I am deep in it, man. I love this system. <laughs> I love it. You love the, the unassailable might of money. Yes. And I, it's the, it's, I love it. You can't, is it awful? Oh yeah. A lot of the times, but man, do I love it though? <laughs> oh man. Do you know how much, do you know how happy I'll be with walking with the, walking in the Chili's being so rich that I don't need to even look at the prices. That's where you're going to go. Chili's. Absolutely. Rich. Oh yeah, man. Even if I'm rich, <laughs> even if I'm rich, I'm still be, even if I'm rich, I'm still going to live like a poor person. I, you know, <laughs> for life man i'm gonna go to all the places ihop chili's tacos al vapor down the street i'm ooh, i'm in it man july 2nd they arrive july 3rd they attack july 4th is independence day Coming this summer. Damage report! Damage report! It's okay. It's all right. Come on. Well, actually, that was just footage from the movie Independence Day, but the real laser would be a lot like that. Yeah. Scary. If you're noticing a change in audio quality, it's because we're recording in a booth in Undercity Comics. Hopefully, you'll hear a lot more episodes like this. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds nicer than our, than our homemade mics. Yeah, homemade mics of like cats yelling at me to feed them. <laughs> they, had, they had that little charm. So, we're back from watching Independence Day. And, uh, Austin, what do you think? I've decided that I hate this movie. <laughs> and I hate you. <laughs> All right, so just go, go ahead. Give, give, give it to me. Well, like... What's the first thing you see in this movie? It's the uh, picture of the uh, the spacecraft on the moon. It's the American flag. Yeah, at right? the yeah on the moon, it's a picture of it, and it's got the the uh, the recording of the like you know the, the they're like oh we, we came in peace for all mankind right yes. you see like the moon landing and then you see the the spaceship right mm -hmm. fly overhead. Does that remind you of anything else? Star Wars. Yeah. And reminds me of Star Wars, but it reminds me of Star Wars so much that I feel like it's like ripping it off, you know? Well, there's, and remember before, before we um, saw the film, I kind of gave you that as a kid, I got the Star Wars impressions yeah, yeah. Vibe from this movie and yeah, rewatching it. It's I, like, oh, that's, that's super clear to the, to the, uh, the, the opening shot of Star Wars. And it's just, it, there's a lot more similarities than you notice oh i noticed so many so many I, you want to hear some of them go shoot austin's got his phone yeah i got my phone and i see he's like angrily like I, tapping I, the screen I, it wasn't even hard for me to uh to pull these clips so right, here's here's the song when um uh will smith reunites with vivica a fox Oh, I love that. 
But didn't you love it better when it was like this? I mean, I obviously prefer the Star Wars one. <laughs> but it's like, it's the same, right? It hits like the same like well, notes. It, it's the... See, it, it does. It is. Especially the beginning leading up to it. It's yeah. afterwards where Independence Day kind of does its own thing. I don't mind it, though. I don't... I kind of just see it as the same way. It's, it's just an homage. It's just referencing Star Wars. I don't know if it's like referencing Star Wars or if it's just like ripping it off. Because it happens throughout the movie. Like, what? how do they defeat the aliens? That's exactly what I was thinking when I was watching. It's like, oh my god, this is so close to Star Wars because you have in Star Wars you have them uh, flying through the yeah through the Death Star. That like it has like things inside of it, right? There's a design in there. In Independence Day, there's nothing. It's just blue, and like no. you see the aliens walking around at the bottom, but like you don't really see their design. You know, it's just so empty. You are being a hater. I'm not being a hater. Like, I I love sci-fi movies. And I, I think last time I said I was over movies like this. I'm not over the alien invasion part of it. I'm over people ripping off other... Like, it, there's, there's no... Like, I feel like there's no thought put into, like, what the aliens do. Like, their powers are technology, which is lasers... And shields, which are from Star Wars, right? Yeah. And they have this like telepathy or psychic Te powers. Yeah, yeah. telepathy. Te tele uh, telepathy. That you only see like twice, I think, in the same scene. One to like make data from Star Trek Next Generation translate for them, I guess. You, you're talking about the scientist, Ukron. Is that his name? Yeah. He, did you know he was Data from uh, Next Generation? I did not. I'm not a. I'm not a big Star Wars fan or a Star Trek <laughs> fan. Oh God, no. Yeah. He's like the the like the android looking guy with yellow eyes. He's the. Uh, he's like a. He has like a green skin. Oh, Oaken. Yes, Oaken. Yes. Oaken. Not Okron. Oaken. Yes. Yeah. That guy. He's Data from. So if you're watching it in 1996, you're like, hey, it's Data. He's he's got hair. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it. A lot of hair. Um. Yeah, what was I saying? So, um, you were talking about data. You were talking oh, yeah, about yeah. the, the, the psychic see, powers, right? We see them twice. We, you see them twice, and they don't. It, there's no like build up with it. There's no payoff with their psychic powers. They don't use their psychic powers against them in any like. You know what I mean? No, but the but the psychic powers leads to Bill Pullman deciding that he knows their plan. He yeah. like we've known that they were here to destroy, but he's like they're like locuses. They go to planet to planet, take the resources, and that's what he. De that's why he decides right. to use the nukes right. against them. Wouldn't it have been better if we saw that? Mm. Well, he here's the thing, and here's the thing about the film. So I really like this. I love this. I film. know you like this film. I love this. Movie. I don't understand why, but like I'm not trying to make everyone feel bad if they like this movie. So. Yeah, you better not. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's. With this movie, and what I realized, it's 
re- going back and reading reviews, everyone's like, well, it's very uh, shallow water. Like, it's entertaining, but it's there's not too much depth to it. None of the characters really have any depth, which is a fair enough statement because you're juggling so many characters. And with the whole, like, you, there could be so much more. But, and you could totally have a scene where, like, he sees their whole plan and stuff. But it's not, not really concerned about that. It's not, it's like trying to juggle all these things. And it's trying to do it in a fast-paced kind of way. So, it doesn't, it doesn't irritate me that we didn't get to see that specific thing. I but if it like goes through these characters so fast, like do you even care about any of them? Like when you watched it again, did you even remember the people that died? <laughs> A lot of people that. Well, I know Mary McDonald. She plays Marilyn Whit- Whitmore. Yeah, I know she dies. Right, and she's got a super messed up death. I, for me, it's not about the people who die. I like the main characters, especially mm. and even. Rewatching the film, I appreciated Bill Pullman a lot more. See, I have the exact opposite take. I, I hated him in this. Really, movie. I like him as an actor, but I hated him in this movie. Why? I thought he was like a weak ass president. <laughs> nah, see, I I disagree. I rewatching this film, I felt for the man because he. So they established in the film that he's not taken seriously. Right. Because he's he's young and inexperienced. Right. And people think that he's very like he doesn't do stuff. So the full whole film, he's trying to like an alien invasion arrives and he's trying to think, all right, how am I going to play this? So we need to keep order. He doesn't assume the worst immediately, which I That's feel like true. is a, which is a trope that I don't like inside. I mean, it's like even in Arrival, which I mm-hmm. love Arrival. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's an, a really good movie. Um, even they assume like, oh, they're here to kill us. They're here to destroy us. But in Independence Day, he's like, all right, let's relax. Let's think about this rationally. Let 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 them make the first move. Let's try to figure out what we could do. So he starts to be rational. But people just see that as being weak. When he is with the Secretary of Defense and the general guy, yeah. he's like, uh, I think we should move to DEFCON 3. Yeah, and he, then the Secretary of Defense is like, all right, General, make make move to DEFCON 3. And then they start arguing over each other, right? Yeah. And then Bill Pullman just kind of lets them argue. You know, well, he, he's kind of... Uh, he's, just, he's, he's viewing his options. He's viewing, he's, he's viewing his options. He's trying to decide because, again, he his decision will impact millions of millions lives. Of people, and yeah. he even says that. He says mm-hmm. that, like, if I had been a bit more forward, if I had been a bit more aggressive in my decision-making... If I had make, made a more aggressive choice, more people would have lived. But he did. And, and that's the whole, and that's what I really like about Bill Pullman is that he is constantly trying to do the right thing. But he keeps failing. It's the it's the last Jedi thing. It's the Star Wars last Jedi thing. <laughs> I think how many times does he fail? Like, he, I, he, so he fails with the broadcast. He fails when right. trying to get his wife out as soon as possible because he should have let her know immediately. He fails with the nuke. He's constantly making these decisions that are not the best but in the moment they seem like the best Mm -hmm. like he like he he, he's not making these bad decisions because he's an idiot he's making these bad decisions because he's literally between a rock and a hard place he tries to communicate with the aliens he gets he gets two uh plane uh planes destroyed the one that's trying to signal the aliens and the one trying to do first contact the first do you know who was flying the first contact plane no dean devlin I, I don't know. That's the writer of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I I don't remember, like, when I was watching it again, I didn't remember that scene because it's, like, never really, like, usually the first death, right? You see what the aliens are capable of. That's like, whoa. 
mm-hmm. we got to get out of here. You know, they just fly into fire. Yeah, it's because the, the spaceship's breaking through the atmosphere and the air and it's going so fast and it's so large. That's causing this like mini explosions everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I guess they weren't expecting that. So and that's the thing. They, it's like this whole film. It's like we don't really know what we're dealing with. We have no idea what's coming for us. And I think especially in 1996, that was even great because you're just like, what the heck? How huge is mm. this? How big is this thing? Yeah. I think it was a nice intro because you're just like that wall of fire. And that wall of fire is incredible. But then when you see what the aliens really do when they're trying to kill you, <laughs> it's, it's just incredible. Mm. Um, so I, I really appreciate Bill Pullman because I feel like he constantly is failing. And he's he's learning, and he's he's tra- he's readjusting his plans. And at the end of the day, he makes you know he uh, he finally makes the right decision in trusting uh, uh, David and uh, and Will Smith. Yeah, because he, he and and it, the the funny thing is, it's like it sounds like such a ridiculous plan. And does it really like at that point? You know, you shot a nuke at it and didn't even dent the alien ship, like. If anyone has anything, they're risking nothing by sending them out there into space, you know? Yeah, and but it's it's funny because the plan, especially how David tells it or um, Jeff Goldblum tells it, it's just like so, um, well, um, you know, we're going to... Uh, Jeff Goldblum's he, it. He Jeff Goldblum's <laughs> it. And it inspires no confidence. But Bill Pullman's like, well, you know what? Let's do it because we really are out of options. What, what can we What can we lose? I don't know. I really, I got Last Jedi vibes from it, where they're just <laughs> constantly failing, and they they don't ever really succeed. The only one who succeeds is like Will Smith's character, Steven, who manages to destroy one ship barely. Yeah, he that that crash is really weird because like it looks like the ship is gonna like crash into a vertical like wall. Mm, the cliff. Then it like it slides up. So I'm just <laughs> guessing that the alien like immediately was able to pull up. Yeah. Um, and the, the first time you see the alien is when it gets punched in the face. And gets, welcome to Earth. Yeah, and it gets knocked out. I think, does the punch happen first? Yeah, no, the punch, the punch happens yeah, first. Yeah, I remembered it the other way. No, no, he opens it, alien pops up, and he's like, He punches, punches it. it. And it's out. And it's out so that it's dragged across the desert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> New Mexico desert, right? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where is he? Yeah, I think it's picked up by the RV caravan. By Randy Quaid. Right. So one of my biggest issues, like it's, I feel like it's derivative of Star Wars. I don't think it's paying homage to it. Another thing is like the character relationships. They don't really have any development. There's no conflict. Like, so when he makes that speech at the end about how we're coming together, you were never apart. The, the argument between Will Smith and Vivica A. Fox at the beginning when he's like taking off from uh, El Toro, mm-hmm. it lasts for one minute. When... When he's like, "Why are you getting on to me about?" and she's like, yeah. "That, yeah, <laughs> that that part bothered me too." Because if you're, you know, directing the movie, it's you want to compose every shot to like be as effective as possible, right? And she's like, "Like that opens the, the curtains. You should see the ship in she, that shot." Yeah, you know what? I was thinking that too. I was like, that would have definitely been funny if she like opens the curtain. It's like, yes, that. yes. Oh, that's like, oh, that would have been so good. That was that would have been a great movie moment. You know, I this movie does have like really great movie moments. Like still, when he flies up in that ship, oh boys! Like I love that part. That part's badass. It's fantastic. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking that exact same thing yeah. watching it. I yeah. was like, I can't. I can't help but imagine what this would have looked like if it was a one shot. 
Yes. But that's... I think it's because they were trying to save money on special effects. Well, and that's actually one of the... That's, so this was made on $70 million. Mm-hmm. And people, even and you, I said the effects held up. Watching it, I've come to like adjust where it's like some of the shots look really good, especially some of the yeah. building stuff. Like when, when they destroy the White House, when they destroy that building, it looks really good. And the buildings around it, when they're exploding, look really good. But some of the cars flipping over. They're, they're some, like, there's like, there's no gravity or something. It, 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 there's no weight to it. Some of the debris that's falling mm-hmm. looks like they like took some of that like. Took, took some dirt in front of the camera like <laughs> it looked it didn't look that great and it's funny because people at the time said that as well and some people were like this is the difference between a, this shows you the difference between 100 million in budget and 70 million yeah and those 30 million would have gone to the vfx i, I have some quick follow-ups so i averaged around 15 movies like they're special effects heavy with a lot of action um there's about 15 of them, and I divided it at the same time, right? 1996, mm-hmm. 1997. I divided it by 15, and it came out to $83 So it's kind of on, like, the lower end. And when I was doing that, there was an outlier, Waterworld. Do you know how much money that movie cost to make? A ton. $175 million. Adjusted for inflation, that's $287 million today. That's, <sighs> that's more than, Amer- than Captain America Civil War. Wow. They re- why would you agree? Like, I think it's be there was. I read also there's a hurricane that destroyed the multi million dollar set, and so they have to rebuild so, it. Yeah, but like, I, we should definitely do Waterworld in a future episode. Oh, it's I, I recently rewatched Waterworld, um, and I gotta say, the music's really great. The music is really great, <laughs> but uh, um, well, well, we'll leave, we'll leave the rest for the So, like, 80, 83 million, 75 is kind of below that, yes, but the uh, the marketing. Right. 50. 50? 50.4, yeah. Hollywood figure hit 50.4 million. I did the, uh, like, the average in 1980 was 4.3 million. Yeah, no. Right? And if you, like, uh, adjust that to um, 1996 dollars, that would be 8.16 million. And that's right. And even Roger Ebert in his review was like, this was the, the brilliance of this was in the marketing because they released yeah. that Super Bowl ad. This was the first yeah. film to do that. Yeah. And they did. They had a whole uh, write up in Time magazine where they show you the design of the aliens and they, they take it for they take it legit. Was that Time magazine article released before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, and it was all so leading up to the release. Wow. And then you're talking about. All like the the TV spots of them showing the White House blowing up and stuff. Yeah, they they went all in. Mm-hmm. And it, and what's so great is that they spent that much money on a film that's original. Like yeah, like, it's say, not based off of any other IP. Not a comic book. Not in the not a not a. It's yeah, it's an alien invasion mm-hmm. that you you say steals from Star Wars. I say pay homage. But there's <laughs> the, but it's not it's not like but it is kind of like Star Wars in the sense that Star Wars wasn't based on. It was based on old serials. Yeah. But... And, like, the amount of money it made in the 1990s, only two, three other movies made that kind of money. Star Wars, Jurassic Park, and Titanic. Jesus. It's like, that's right up there with them. Yeah. And I, you know what? I'm happy about that. I that's am happy crazy. about that. So, all right. I wanted to talk about... I wanted to... Well, I wanted to keep talking about why you didn't like the film. Oh, yeah. Uh, the... Uh, where was I? 
the characters, right? So character relationships. Yeah. So like Will Smith and Vivica A. Fox, like Stephen and Jasmine, mm-hmm. right? When they're separated, there's no conflict there, right? And when you see that she almost dies, he doesn't even know about that. When he's getting in the plane with his friend, he's, he's like, man, I should have been there with her. So it's like, oh, does he know that she almost died? And this is how he's no, but, but he, he thinks he thinks that well, and his friend tells him, oh, she she got out, man, because remember, he tells her to come to the base. Yeah. To El Toro. So he he thinks like he's worried. Yeah. He's, he's like, worried. there's a chance that she got out, but there's a chance that maybe she didn't. So and he's the thing. He's he's an arrogant guy, but he's still a soldier. Like he's still like in that mentality of like, we have a job to do. He doesn't. He. There's a lot going through his head. He just got denied from NASA. His girlfriend may have died. And the thing is, he's not exactly too sure how to feel about her either. Because there was that whole talk about, oh, I'm gonna, we're going to break up. But then mm-hmm. he has a ring. Yeah. But that never really comes back either. There's not. Granted, you can't. It's one of those things where it's like, again, you could. The whole film could revolve around the relationship. And kind of this couple and what they're going through through an alien invasion and kind of how that that's like signals like their relationship and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But this is this is different. This is not trying to this is not yeah, trying to be. There's no like, but that is what makes me care about them. You know, otherwise I, I'm just caring about them because hey, it's Will Smith. I like Will Smith. Hey, it's Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park. I like that guy. I see. I understand that. I like him for I like him because I like I like Will Smith because he's really talented as a fighter pilot. He's very like driven. He like has goals, but he can't reach men at the at very end. He's still able to go out into space. I like that little kind of arc where it's like I'm, I made it out here and I'm saving the world. I mean, is that really an arc though? Because he gets denied from NASA in that one scene and then they don't talk about that ever again he doesn't talk about going to space it's ever not i want to say arc it's probably just uh, the payoff and setup it's just uh you know he wants to go space he can't but then he does i like that little thing that makes mm. me and i think what i relate what i like about them is just how good and worried they are at trying to destroy like you know what i mean like they're con- like i like them because they're in such a difficult situation yeah, yeah. That I like that I'm cheering for them because the the men the foe is just so menacing and right. so all encompassing. Right. Whereas like close encounters is kind of closer to what you like. Where it's like this family and just yeah, the the aliens are a part of it, but it's not really the, the meat of it. It's mm. the family relationship. Which is totally fine. I think it's I think both of those can exist in the same thing. I like this one because it's very ensemble. Everyone contributes a little bit to defeating yeah. this alien. Some do struggle, right? Like Vivica A. Fox almost gets blown up. Yeah. But she doesn't help. She she, she pulls like a car door that looks like it weighs two pounds <laughs> off of the first lady. And she doesn't even make it, right? She, she doesn't uh, do that much to destroy the aliens, but she still helps people. She still like does something to the plot and she manages to like get the first lady back to Bill Pullman before she dies. Yeah. Exchange last words. It's not a lot, but it's, it's still not. something. And there's like that the relationship between President Whitmore and Marilyn, I think her name was. They only said it once. Yeah. Um, there's no conflict there either. Like, if this is a guy who's struggling, I want to see him struggle. I want to see his wife chew him out for wa- letting the daughter watch Letterman. Eh. That makes me feel for that guy. 
I I didn't need I you could do more. Yeah, I think that's that's my biggest problem with this movie is it it doesn't try to be more than what it is. And well, I think it depends. I think if you if you're okay with Hollywood blockbusters and stuff like that. Yeah, I love Hollywood blockbusters. I think this is I think this is up your alley. Granted, it's not a character study. It's not a It's not. For me, both can exist on the same on the same platform. You could have these character studies where it's like just about this person and their life and how they're going through. And you could also do the ensemble thing where it's like everyone contributes in some way to this greater goal. And I really liked I like that second one. Granted, not everyone shines, not everyone, not mm-hmm. every arc is established and paid off and set, yeah. but it's enough of it is. I like the overall like we're coming together mm-hmm. to do this to like defeat this super ominous thing. Yeah, and I, I like that. It's it's them being in that terrible situation makes me feel for them. Now, granted, I'm not gonna remember everyone's name yeah. like ten years from now, yeah. not like. Luke or Leia. But I think that's, for me, that's what, like, makes it good. Like, if it doesn't do that, then it's not good. Like, the worst crime for me, the worst thing you could be is boring. You could be really silly. Like, yeah. overtly silly. And I, I would forget. prefer overtly silly to, to this movie. <laughs> no, I, no I, I, li- I like the silliness that this movie gives off, the goofiness. Mm. But I cannot forgive boring. If you have mm. a movie that's boring... In my eyes, you've failed. And this movie is not boring. I have seen it at least once a year for the past, like, I mean, I don't know when it was the first time I saw this movie, but I I keep watching. I keep laughing. I yeah. keep... And my my favorite parts of this movie are definitely Jeff Goldblum and Jared Hirsch. His father? Yeah, his yeah. dad. Those are my favorite. I laugh at those scenes. And it's, you know, I laugh at those scenes too, but it's funny. I don't know why I laugh. Cause I don't get the I don't get the jokes that his dad or like, for example, he'll throw out like all these like Jewish terms that I, <laughs> I don't understand, but I still laugh at them a little bit. Uh-huh. He's like, "Oh my god, it's like a schmeckeluppen or something," yeah. and I'm just like, "What is that? I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is." But uh-huh. I still I still he delivers it in, like in a he delivers it in the way that it's meant to be a joke. I yeah. don't get the joke. But I still think it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) He's my my favorite thing about this. And the um, Harvey Fierdstein. Oh, my God. Yeah. I got to call my lawyer. Oh, no. Forget him. (laughs) He's. I I was disappointed when he died. Yeah. Like, and he's obviously very close with David. David doesn't even know he died. No, he he does. But I mean, I think it's just too. The destruction of that day mm-hmm. was huge. Yeah, it's like I I can't blame. I, I don't know how you'd even do that. It doesn't know. feel like they know the extent of the damage. You know, no, no, they just know like they just know that shit hit the fan yeah. and badly. I feel like if they were to make a sequel, it would be like them grieving all of their love dead loved ones. Well, see, that's where the sequel will would come in, where it's yeah. like where they're rebuilding and it's like Jesus, like. Look at how many people, like, all right, I guess let's do a new, uh, what's that thing with the census? Like, let's do, a ni- <laughs> let's do a 1997 census. And it's just like, oh, I guess. Well, this is easy. <laughs> they'll do that, like, Avengers Endgame thing where, like, they have, like, stones with names on it. It's just like, yeah, man, we can't. I don't think, yeah. there's, a, I don't think there's a park enough big for to hold all of these tombstones. <laughs> um, 
but it's no, it's this movie. Um, and here, here's what I, here's here's what I will concede is that you are right. Even watching this film, the the little wannabe filmmaker in my head was just kind of like, oh, you know, just you could do that, and oh, you know, trying to think of a way to uh, just improve. Yeah, but I mean, in the end of the day, it's entertaining. I still find it really funny. I still care. I care about all the characters. I like the I like the idea of all these characters coming together, and that to yeah. me is like enough and, of a reason to care. And I think I've just seen so many movies. Like uh, we were talking about Pacific Rim, um, even, even the Avengers. Right? That's like all these different guys coming together. I I think I've been spoiled by movies like that, where if I where I see this, there's no drama, there's no like change in character relationships at all these characters kind of remain the same from the beginning till the end except for whitmore because he decides to attack right yeah pretty much everybody else everything's the same we're in like these other movies or all these different guys come together there's they change i mean i don't and see and that's and that's where it's more of a situational thing for me because for me, I don't really think characters have to always change. I think it's more of like the journey mm-hmm. rather than the destination. Because I mean, for another film that I love that kind of reminds me of this is Ocean's Eleven. Oh yeah, where it's it's the same it's the same thing. It's a group of people come together and you have this you have uh, these guys going against Andy Dirk Garcia, who's I guess the replacement <laughs> the pseudo alien, <laughs> and he's like the all menacing like I've got a I've got a hotel. And I'm yeah, going. you can't fight me. What are you talking about? Exactly. And Only guys- three men have tried. <laughs> <laughs> and like they've and they, they come together and by the end of the film they don't really change. They're all richer. They don't really have these um these arcs. Yeah, no, they don't. But there is one big difference though, is George Clooney's trying to get his wife back. And in the beginning, they're at, you know, opposite ends. And by the end he gets her back. Yes. Yeah, f- fair enough. There's, there's no, no one needs to be gotten back in this movie. I, I guess there's Jeff Goldblum and um, Connie. Yeah. Who and ca- it, Connie does nothing in this movie. Connie, <laughs> Connie does. She. I feel like it would have been better if Connie and um, Marilyn, the mm-hmm. first lady, were the same character. Like she left him for the president. You know what I mean? That could, there's some there's some drama there. There's some drama, and then I'm I'm in right the love triangle. All right, I'm in because like and especially when both of them are good guys. You know. See, well here's see I I like the idea, but then I don't like the idea. <laughs> I don't like it because I don't want to feel conflicted. Oh, that's what that's what I love. I want that conflict. No, no, no. Well, here's the thing. I love the conflict when it's about that. But when you put it in an like alien setting where it's like, I just think it's at that point, I'm just like, you guys are being dumb. Like, stop <laughs> trying to stop trying to stop trying to find out who's going to fuck who by the end of the day. Like, <laughs> we, you have bigger fish to fry. World mm-hmm. War Z almost did that. There was almost a love triangle with Matthew Fox and Matthew Brad Fox. The last guy. He, there was almost a love triangle between him, Brad Pitt's wife. For, she's from The Killing mm. and Brad Pitt. And they took it out because it's like, you know what? This is really dumb. Why should there be a love triangle when it's the end of the world? And I feel the same way. Done right, it could have created some tension, but that it wouldn't distract from the alien invasion. But I think in the end of the day, I'm like, it's 
it's an idea that could work, but I'm not totally crazy about it. Yeah, I, I think I'm just, I just want more. more you want more drama. drama? I want them. I want to, them to overcome something. You know, like if Will Smith didn't make up with his wife before they were separated, or he's not even his wife. She's not even his wife yet. She's his girlfriend. If they would have been fighting and then he left, and now he's like, she might be dead, and like the last thing I remember is fighting with her. That way, when they come back, that kiss means so much more. And I, I, you're right. That that was a thing that they kind of left it like, I got to tell my girls not to come yeah. over the weekend. Like, and even what? like Randy Quaid's character, who's like abducted by aliens. And like his his own son doesn't even call him dad. He calls him Russell. Yeah. And then he calls him an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> That's. And then he tries to leave him when he gets arrested. <laughs> they, they, the dad doesn't even know. And then when... You know, he's right. Aliens did abduct me, and now they're coming back and they're destroying everything. They don't even have that conversation. Like, I'm sorry, Dad, I didn't believe you. Yeah. You, and you're right. And you could have injected drama very easily. Um, like, instead of that scene in the beginning with those satellite guys. No, I can't I can't remember. He, when they... Uh, there's a, the guy's playing golf, right? And he's like... Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. And, and then he, he he gets the phone call. Right. And the guy puts the phone next right. to, the, to, the thing, to the speaker. Right. And he hears it. Yeah, you never really see those guys again. And what's happening there isn't really important. That's that's time you could have used. No, I'm fine with that scene. You gotta You have to introduce the aliens somehow coming through. And I think they did it... I thought it was pretty effective because it's like in like not even five minutes, you've shown the size of it. Yeah. how all-encompassing they are and you realize like okay people are these are the first people to know what's happening mm-hmm. i think that was a pretty great way to start it i think it's and and they start and they cut after that they cut to the war room where people are talking about it but then they yeah. and they can like go to bill pullman and that's where you start getting the yeah oh you're right you're that's when you start seeing characters that matter i'm fine with that that was like a good setup i think it was like space the final frontier <laughs> and then the ship is like oh these guys are about to like mm. get shit on yeah and then we go to bill pullman i'm fine with that uh right. again you could again this is a this is a scenario where it's like a could be better yeah but i'm okay with what we got <laughs> I, i'm really happy with what we got because i i mean you could easily see this movie being three hours long i could see this movie being three hours how long, long was the sequel felt like (laughs) actually uh, did you have any last things you wanted to say about the movie that you because i wanted to switch gears real quick but if you have any final thoughts on independence day um there's there's one thing with the uh, miguel the yeah the uh randy quaid son yeah the the middle son troy he's like watching tv right and Mm -hmm. he's the satellite's messed up and he's hitting the tv do you know what movie he's watching Mm, i never no i didn't it's uh from 1950s it's called the day the earth stood still they remade it with uh, keanu okay okay right so they picked do you know the plot you know you've seen the remake right i saw a little bit of the remake i i just remember keanu in like an interrogation room yeah so the gist of it is this alien comes to earth to spread this message he brings his robot that's indestructible with him and the people attack him and the robot goes crazy and starts blowing stuff up until um, the alien tells the robot to stop. And he's like, guys, I'm here um, because I want you to stop using weapons. 
because if you do, this robot will be back. And then he leaves. So they pick the one alien invasion movie where the alien isn't there to kill them. It's there. He's there to help them. Like, Troy could have been watching any other alien invasion movie that had to do with what the aliens from Independence Day are doing, what their mission is. But they picked the one where the alien's a good guy. You don't like that? It doesn't make any sense, you know? He should be watching, uh, like, the body, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Or I mean, you're right. That's, that's, uh, that's, uh, it is a trope. It is not a tropey thing, but it's like a thing, like... Oh, I'm watching this movie about vampires. Oh my god, there's a vampire right next to me, right? I get that. I th- I, but I that's what it. it is trying to do. It's like even when um uh Jeff Golden comes into the office riding his bicycle, which I think is great. Yeah. He's like so environmentally conscious. He's riding a bicycle, he's like picking stuff out of the trash can, throwing it in <laughs> in the recycling, and then he like sizzles spritz on his plant on his desk. <laughs> they go I, all in with that, and then that's fine. Um, but Harvey Feard seems like, oh, it's like, it's like the 1950s, right? Yeah, so well, it puts that idea into your head, like what this is trying to be like. But yeah. then they do stuff like that where it's like, why just pick another movie? You could choose any movie. Nah, see, I, because I didn't know the movie I was referencing, I was just like, ah, it's, it, it that, that doesn't, I feel like maybe it would be an annoyance. It, it at least in this particular thing, it didn't bother It's me. really small, but like, it just. It's a culmination of different things that adds yeah, up. Yeah, it just, I feel like, oh, there's just not enough heart in this movie. There's not enough, like, homework done. No, you know? see, I, I disagree. It's 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 very broad, and it's very goofy. It's very bombastic. It's very, <laughs> it's very, um, very silly. But I think what really brings, it's the heart. It's, like, all these people being in such a difficult situation. And things just being bad for them mm-hmm. all around. That makes me feel for them. Because in the end of the day, they're all acting like it really hurts. Like, this really sucks. And, like, again, Bill Pullman, I just kind of realized, like, this guy gets it bad from the beginning. Yeah, he watches like, his he, approval ratings. He wakes up with his approval ratings plummeting. And the next day, his wife dies. His like, wife might die. No, he she dies. He doesn't know until um, or, the fourth. Yeah, right until the fourth. So the well, the movie starts off in the second, and it goes up to the fourth. Yeah. So he well, it's in two days. His approval rating is nil. Millions of people died because of his decision. It's actually because Connie hung up on uh, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> which. <laughs> but it, I can't even blame her though. I mean, you know, it's, Connie hung up on David. I yeah. keep forgetting his name. David. No, I, I always remember David. I always forget Will Smith. But that's the thing with me, though. I, I'm terrible yeah. with names. I can't. Luke and Leia, it's, you know, I, you know that's that's one thing. But, like, with names in general, yeah. I have a hard time. I can't even remember my girlfriend's name. Well, I remember. I just remember it wrong. <laughs> it's not. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I remember most of the letters. I forget the one letter at the end. <laughs> But but I I don't know I have a thing about names where mm-hmm. I think for me I'm I'm a very visual person I yeah. can remember and again like there are scenes from movies that have been lodged into my brain mm-hmm. and with Independence Day so many memories so many visuals come to mind but I I mean I, I'll 
I'll concede you're right that there is so much they, they could have done dramatically. And that's why Close Encounters is what it is. It's so a great film because it really deals with that drama and the, the aliens. But this is like a blockbuster film. It's like, look, man, we're here to sell you destruction. Mm-hmm. That's why you watching this movie. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. But I'm like, I'm, I'm very easy to please. If you could even give me something easy to clean, like an actor who's acting at the top of their game or a character that's really well written, I could cling on to those things. The characters aren't amazingly written, but they're just enough where I'm like, I could get behind everything and everyone where I like everyone and everything. And they're active superbly. Like there's, I don't think there's not one person in this that acts bad. I, I think it's Bill Pullman. You think he acts bad? Yeah. He he kind of has the Forrest Whitaker thing going on with one eye. Yeah, but... and then like when the dude like goes into the mothership, he's like, "Good luck, buddy." Yeah, I'm fine with that. I I thought about that, but I was like, he doesn't know this dude. He's this guy's a drunk. He could tell. It's like, what do you? Uh, that it, it it kind of undercuts the significance of what the guy's about to do. Mm. I've I've never felt that no. way, but I I didn't okay. feel that way. But I mean I. I never read it that way, but I mean, you, I guess interpretations of it. Um, and he has that look, and it's funny because he has that look that my dad has <laughs> when like we're all crowding him, like me, my sister, my mom, we're just crowding him, and he has this look like he's like he's not the corner he, and face. He's bombs. not irritated, he's not annoyed, but he's just like got so much in his mind where it's like, is this really what we're worried about? Mm. And I, 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 I like that a lot. That's yeah. that's what makes him relatable. But real quick before, so just I wanted to talk about how this film has gone on to shape films in the future because it, oh, yeah. it's, it's very influential. Yeah, just in in terms of everything, like the production, the marketing. Yeah, um, I read some articles where they're talking about how this film was really one of the first films to blow shit up at this scale. Mm-hmm. You're blowing up the White House. You're blowing up the Library Tower in LA. You're blowing up the Empire State Building. And it's destruction on a mass scale. And you're seeing people, like, die. And, like, people are being thrown through, like, cars and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. And they're being burnt alive. Yeah, there's that one guy in the who's at the file cabinet. <laughs> He's like, what's going on? <laughs> and he, it is destruction on a super scale. And you can't, I mean, I mean, like, before this, before 1996, you didn't really see that. And nowadays, I mean... Every summer, we're seeing stuff like this happen all the time. Marvel yeah. does it too. And what's interesting, it's like, I think in a lot, a lot of the articles I read about this was like, where do movies go from here? And, you know, with this, like, with how much destruction you could put on screen and uh, people having a tolerance for it. Because that's one of the things, like, people were like, I think back in the day, they were like too scared. Like, oh, what if people see this and they're scared or stuff? But this film showed, like, no, people can tolerate mass destruction yeah they love it <laughs> mass extinction and so they went and hollywood went on and then all of this but now you just can't help but think like independence day 1996 sets this up and it's like what where do movies go from here what what do you do next the depressing thing is that you've seen where we're at like 20 years later and it's like oh this is where we're at and it's just not that interesting no I mean, outside of the Marvel films, but even then, like, Age of Ultron is always being ridiculed for lifting an entire city above the, above the Earth. Like, that's no one's, that's no one's favorite, like, final act in a Marvel mm. movie. No, no one's favorite 
final scene is like, oh, where they took Sokovia. And no, everyone hates that because it's because it's so dumb. And Resurgence has the same exact problem. Because have you seen Resurgence? No, I probably never will. I do not recommend it. <laughs> I fucking hate the movie. And it's just it just takes the basic premise of just bigger is better. But yeah. it's not. The the ship is like they even make a joke about it in the film where it's like that's bigger than the last one. And just the destruction is so much more massive. But it's like it it takes the destruction to an unimaginable level that you can't relate to it. You can't sympathize with it. It's just the loss of human life is so unimaginable. You're like And they don't really at least in, I didn't feel like like they did it in this movie. Like you don't really see how that affects the people in the movie. You don't. You you don't at all. Which you well, know? well, here's the thing. I don't think the first film could do that. And I'm I think they the filmmakers had to not show that. Not show the the, the actual cost of life. Yeah. I mean, in terms of like what it does to people, because mm-hmm. I mean, you're showing destruction on a mass scale and you've spent a lot of money. You have yeah. to please people and showing mm. the actual cost of life and kind of what you think it would be too upsetting i think it would i think it, it'd upset people too much nowadays you could well talk about unimaginable destruction and in the infinity war thanos kills half of like yeah, everything which, which is which i mean i'm a, that's way more like but at least in the the second one right you see how this has affected yes. everybody mm-hmm. you know and i think that's what makes that movie so much cool so much cooler absolutely right and we've only been able to get to that point now yeah back then 1996 maybe different um so i, I don't really fault the film for that uh-huh. but you but the, the problem is now we're at a point where it's just like we're just going to destroy the west east the west the east coast that's a line that they say in the film the east coast is gone obliterated yeah because yeah. the ship in that one lands so it has these huge like um like legs that just mm. crush whatever's beneath it and I'm just like, and it's just, oh, it's so dull. And you, you think these characters are bad. Jesus Christ. <laughs> They're so like paper cut, like paper thin in that one. At least they gave like uh, Will Smith, like a wife or a girlfriend that he's debating about whether he wants to marry her or not. Who's a stripper. And they kind of have their back and forth. And granted, it could be better. She's a stripper so that she can strip in that one scene by the American flag. Which I'm. I'm fine with man. You know what? I got no problem with the. I got no problem with that. But in 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 the in Will's son, like his like Stephen's son in the Mm -hmm. in Resurgence, has nothing to do. He he is he's just a random son from the Mm -hmm. guy that they couldn't get back. Like (laughs) he, he, I just what the. Oh, y'all dropped the ball so bad, Mm. and I was. Uh, well, and also, I saw Resurgence when I was having a really bad day. Yeah. That uh, can change things. I had a really bad day. <laughs> like. Okay. And then I went into this movie like, please, just like, save me. Take me back to my childhood. And it's not. And it's <laughs> such a. I think it's just funny because we found because we found an answer. You know, they were asking, where do you go from here? What do you do from here? And now we've gotten an answer. It's just like, you know what? Sometimes you just. You go real stupid, <laughs> and uh, I don't. I don't know. It's just so d- disappointing. So so uh, uh-huh. so depressing to talk about. Mm. 
Yeah, you got real quiet. You got real close to the mic like this. <laughs> but there, there was something that I, I wanted to talk about real quick before we finish. Is that uh-huh. reading a lot of these articles, it's interesting how the way they were talking about this film, the, the, those same conversations start coming back today in like 2019. And so. What conversations? Well, it's like... So this film, the only reason this film really did well was because, um, or domestically it did well, but the reason it wasn't, it, it was phenomenal was because of the international. Yeah, people office. wanted to see the U.S. blow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 They're like, finally, they gonna get it. Yeah. Then that's the only country you see blow up, too. Yeah. You only see U.S. cities attack, U.S. sites attack. Which is and you yeah. see the Statue of Liberty just like lying. I mean, <laughs> in the ocean. I mean, like if I'm not trying to piss anyone off, it's like, oh, what? What am I gonna show? Blow up China? Then China's not gonna release them. You know, yeah. it's, it, they're gonna be like, why'd you want to destroy Russia or China? It's like, Whereas, like two years later, Armageddon destroys Paris. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's everyone destroys Paris because <laughs> they know they could get away with it. Like, what are you gonna do, Paris? What are you gonna do? Nothing. You're gonna throw a snail at me? Get the fuck out of here. Transformers destroyed Paris. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 destroyed Paris. G.I. <laughs> Joe destroyed Paris. Who gives a sh- No one cares. No one cares. Um, but, well, it's funny because they're talking about how the international market is playing a super, super huge role. Oh, yeah. In upcoming. So- and mm-hmm. I mean, look at now. I mean, um, once a, a few days ago, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is not going to be released in China. Yeah. And that's what's going to stop the movie from reaching 400 million. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. We are super dependent on international markets. Like, yeah. it, without them... Oh, there's a there's a quote. There's a quote. Where the, where the f- so, the article is from 1995. And the guy says, um, according to the survey of a couple of years ago, before 1995, only two out of the 10 U.S. movies recouped their cost from the domestic market. Two out of the 10. The real growth area is foreign marketplace, which now accounts for 41% of all revenues, including theatrical, video, and television. For the first time, international theatrical revenues eclipsed domestic revenues in 1994 with a split 52 to 48. The quote, the next quote is, we'd be dead without the international marketplace. (laughs) And this is 1995. And we're we're dealing with it still today. The Hong Kong protests, right? Yeah, exactly. Dude, the, the international markets, the marketing costs. Now, mm-hmm. when films when films release budgets, that no one no one cares about that number. It's about they're talking about how much was it marketed for. Yeah, like the budget is a completely different um, thing. Like you, they don't account for marketing with the the budget cost. Exactly. You either have to. I think sometimes it's like you have to you have to uh, double the production the production cost to account for marketing or sometimes you have to double or you have to have the production and add it to yeah that's that's what I've I've been hearing that like oh it's half of it but it wasn't always like that like no. in the 80s it was 4 million to market a movie which tra- which goes to 8 million which goes to 8 million in 1996 right yeah and it's funny how all these the way these people talk about it marketing costs international um, oh, and uh, like it's just—it's just coming back. It's—we've mm-hmm. st- we're still talking about it twenty years later. Yeah, this film pushed uh, computer processing because mm-hmm. they had so many VFX shots. Yeah, the only—I think the only real plane was a crop duster. Yeah, and everything else had to be everything else was VFX, and the, this pushed people. This pushed more computing process. So it wasn't the quality of the VFX; it was the quantity. 
Oof. And that's still and that's still being done today. I mean, yeah. look at look at what they're doing with the with the Marvel films. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the Marvel VFX is getting criticized because it's like, oh, it looks really cheap and not as great. But it's like they're turning out these movies now. They're they're putting all their pro, all yeah. their processing power into mm-hmm. just getting it done. Did you see the quote from um, Roland Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin talking about how they wanted to make this movie? But then they knew that uh, Tim Burton was doing Mars Attacks. So they had to do it beforehand. So they just reverse engineered Independence Day as a movie. Yeah. And then... It, well, and that's another thing that this movie really changed. It, it was more of a competitive nature now. Mm-hmm. This was, It was way more... Like, it was way more competitive in terms of box office revenue, getting there for... It, it made it... This, this changed the way movies are kind of arranged. And how they're released mm. and how competitive they are. It's yeah. You look like, at the blueprint for this fucking thing and it's just like it's just amazing. Like they, they have the name of the movie is the also the release day. Yeah. Like which that's, I which I think is great. I like yeah. it. Yeah. It's insane how how much of a of a blueprint this still felt from this movie and how yeah. this really highlighted stuff mm-hmm. that we're still debating international markets marketing costs you're talking about how fast these films are being made how cheaply and how much processing power yeah, goes into 75 them. million was not a lot for the average sci-fi action movie and it was all worth it yeah because it made eight, almost a billion dollars like if you adjusted for inf- did you ever i didn't adjust it for inflation i think if you adjust 800 million that's over a billion dollars in today's money that's insane yeah and all from an original script yeah that they spent 50 million you said 50 million right on the marketing on marketing on marketing which is obscene the normal amount was 8 million at the time yeah and they and they were like no and they they went balls in yeah and if there's a there's just a story about the guy who composed the music oh Arnold's um but David Arnold, David Arnold. David, so he was so overwhelmed by the marketing and like the stress of, I gotta make this this music. He goes into a hotel and he can see from his window helicopters with banners advertising Independence Day. She. Look, nowadays, like they'll like send you a thing on Instagram, right? You're just going through and then there's like a 15 second ad for Independence Day. Back in the 90s, Helicopters and banners. Yeah, we need to bring that back. <laughs> I'd like to see that. I'd like to see more of that. If it gets if it gets more people into the theaters, why not? All right. So I love this movie. Right. You don't. How would you it. rate it? All right. So if we're not doing zeros, right? Zero is the lowest score. Mm-hmm. I'll give it. We're not doing zeros, right? Let's. We could do zeros for those films that are just exceptionally bad. Okay. I'm going to give it one out of five then. One out of five. One out of five. The things I like about the movie are it's sci-fi. It brought the genre. It gave it some new life, I guess. New interest in it, at least. Uh, I do like Jeff Goldblum and his dad. They're really funny. I do like Hello Boys, I'm Back. The White House blown up looks pretty sweet. <laughs> it looks That still holds up really well. Um... Yeah, and that's that's about all I like about. Oh, yeah, that's all I like about this movie. You don't like uh, Vivica A. stripping? I I just think it's just there because 
you know, it's just America. To be there. Yeah. You hate America. I then. don't hate America. You clearly do. You hate the movie called Independence Day. <laughs> if that doesn't make you un-American. I think it's just too... It's it's hard to be patriotic without feeling a little racist. <laughs> you know, like the, the two of... Like in nowadays, like patriotism and racism kind of go hand in hand. And that, that sucks. I feel like I can't, you know, be proud of the country I'm in. Without being... Yeah, without being perceived like... Yeah. So like when I see all these American flags just... Like the 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 first one you see on the moon, and then the Arlington um, with the the soldiers in Iwo Jima planting the flag, mm-hmm. and then you see her stripping with the the flag. There's four flags in this movie. I counted them. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, not that's not as bad as like it's not as bad as I thought it would be. But like two of them are kind of like well, why is why is this here? I've definitely um, seen worse in like in Michael Bay. I I wish there was more with the character. Like for what I don't like about the movie, I don't like the aliens reveal i don't like that the characters don't i don't feel their journey i don't feel any drama between them it's so similar to star wars where it's like ripping it off all those things combined it just it makes me mad like i was sitting there writing in my notebook like (sighs) i wrote down you know what song they're listening to in the very beginning it's the end of the world yeah but it, it comes in on the verse vitriolic patriotic slam fight bright light feeling pretty psyched it's the end of the world like that's pretty much the movie or at least this episode because i'm filled with filled with vitriol i i disagree (laughs) i love the film i think it's great i love the characters i think they're all great i think again i totally agree that it could have been done more and it could have been better but i think the actions well directed there's enough drama where you're constantly thinking, what's going to happen? How are they? Got, how are these guys going to figure it out? How are they going to get away from the situation? It's got enough moments where it surprises you. Like the, the I think the reveal of the aliens is fantastic. I think the destruction of the cities is great. I think um, the mon- the jump scares are fantastic. Cause There's jump still- scares in this movie. Yeah, like the 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 first jump scare is basically um, when he punches the the alien comes out of the smoke. I still like it. Then, like, when they're uh, doing the autopsy on the alien and the suit opens up, <laughs> that still gets me. I can't get the timing on that for some reason, right? Like, I, it always comes up on me. And, like, I love the aliens. love the designs of everything. I love how it has that Star Wars feel. I, I, like, I like everything. Granted, you're right. It's one of those films where it could be better, but I think it does enough. This film could have easily easily gone down the resurgence route and i think that's the problem a lot of films do they go towards that pure visual spectacle but nothing to it whereas this one has the performances it's got some it's got the character beats down could be better yes but i think it's fantastic i'd love the reveal i i I love it i think it's i think it's great and i'm gonna keep watching this movie until what's your uh, score out of five, right? Yeah, out of five. Five is, is perfect. There's two things I have to take about take account for. Mm-hmm. One, how good, how actual, actually good is a film? Mm-hmm. And how, where do I rate it? Because there are some yeah. bad films that I like. Yeah. But is, I love... I, do you think this is a bad film you like? No. I think there's a lot of merit to it. 
Mm-hmm. But it's definitely one of those things where, like, you do see the flaws, especially once you start looking into it. But I'm mean, going with my gut feeling. I got to go, like, four. I got four out of five. Four out of five. Yeah, I got to go four out of five because there's a lot. There's a lot holding it back from that perfect. Because for me, perfect sci-fi is, like, Blade Runner 2049. Arrival, yeah. Arrival is, like, like, in terms of sci-fi alien invasion, it's, like, that's the top. Arrival is, like, for, I, I mean, that's the one that's coming to mind right now. And Independence Day is not as good as that. But Independence Day is a different kind of film. It's a different kind. Like, it's, he, yeah. It's, it's not trying to be that drama. And that's what, that's why I'm also really love it. And that's why I, and also just in, ter- in terms of enjoyment, I, it does get me excited watching it. And I've seen this movie. What's your favorite part? Shit. That's so it's tied between three. Hmm. It's tied between the White House scene. Where David is explaining to Whitmore what's going on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And basically after that is what leading up to the explosions. So that whole sequence I really love. Um, then there's the Will Smith uh, and his partner flying through the the the, 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 the canyons. The canyon? Yeah. Okay. The can- well, his, his partner dies before they get to the yeah. canyon. So it's so it's Will Smith versus the alien. I really like that scene. And I love I love the ending. I love the ending. The entire ending. Where they or Whitmore than a jet, and they're fighting the spaceship. Mm-hmm. And David and uh, and Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith are in the alien mothership. I, it's a tie between those three. I love those mm. things so great. Um, and my favorite character is uh, David's boss. David's oh, boss. Oh my god, that man is in the movie for literally a few minutes, but he's left a huge impression. Yeah, yeah. So. All right. All right. So. That was our episode of Independence Day. Um, <laughs> very but, different views. Very different views, but I hope it, it was entertaining to listen to us talk about it. Yeah, give the movie a watch. You know, uh, see where you see where you're on the scale. Yeah, see, see. find out if you're more of an Austin or a George. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all we have for this episode uh we will be back with more of our favorite movies movies that we hate and movies that we love but next next time we have a fantastic one that we that we both love we both love it'll be we'll try in different things you know the first movie was robocop movie that you didn't really know movie that i love the second one was movie that i hate you love the next episode is going to be a movie we both love and and apparently the rest of the world hates (laughs) All right, we'll see you next time for Speed Racer.